0: Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe.
1: What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Brooke from Anatomy and Prospect, Connecticut. What's up, Brooke? How are you today?
2: I'm good. Thank you.
1: Awesome. Glad to hear it. Thank you for taking the time to join us. I appreciate it.
2: Yeah, of course. I'm really excited.
1: Good. All right. Let's jump right into it. So what is it that made you want to own your own gym? How did you get started? What's the kind of quick, shortened backstory there? I'm sure it's extensive.
2: It's a little bit of a story, but let me be as concise as I can. So- (laughs) Um, way back in 2011, um, I was going to the University of Connecticut for nutrition. I was starting my sophomore year and I had applied to be on an episode of MTV Made, which I don't know if you're familiar with yes. that. It's kind <laughs> of like a, people in their 30s know what that is. But yes, so long story short, I was on the show and I was made into a fitness competitor in the NPC under the guidance of Tiana Ta. So I was introduced to the world of competing, the fitness industry at large. I was introduced to bodybuilding.com. I ended up signing on to their team. So I was really exposed to the industry during that short time. And I always knew I wanted to be a nutritionist, but I knew that training and nutrition obviously go hand in hand. And I come from a family of entrepreneurs and always was told, you're going to own your own business. You're going to be your own boss. So it was kind of the natural progression when I was done with school that um I started my own business and kind of went from there so yeah that's awesome I love that I forgot about that show <laughs> I <laughs> wish sometimes I could forget about that show too but no it was a good experience I wouldn't change it for anything um, yeah but I probably wouldn't do it again so
1: <laughs> yeah well that's a cool it's a cool experience right and I'm sure totally. that it's um I'm sure that you learned a lot through it and it's kind of had a large effect on your future too so lots of good things that
2: opened so many doors for me um that I would never have been able to do on my own so definitely catapulted me forward um but yeah it was it was really interesting time in my life that was a that was a time yeah absolutely I can imagine all right
1: so now um as far as your facility goes today, how do you structure things within the facility? Are you in group classes, semi-privates, one-on-ones? Kind of walk us through the layout there.
2: So our main focus is one-on-one or two-on-one personal training. So a very controlled personal atmosphere. Um, I have setups for um, up to three trainers to be working with one or two clients at a time and for everyone to have enough room. So we're not a huge facility. We're only 1200 square feet Um, and we're like almost like a garage bay setting where there's a big garage door in the front so um, it's definitely a personal small boutique atmosphere Um, we do offer a few group classes Um, they're definitely not the priority though but we like to offer that because there's a certain type of client that loves the group atmosphere and there's a certain type of client who loves the personal atmosphere and I like to be able to offer both Um, and then along with The nutrition counseling, um, that's also part of my business plan, but I actually do it in a different location just because the space is so small and it's loud and not conducive to like a conversation per se. I do that in a separate location, but it's part of my business model. So really anything training and nutrition wise, we cover. So,
1: Got it. Okay. And so doing that in another location, are you looking to eventually get into a space that could accommodate both?
2: That would be, I've done that in the past and because of COVID, we had to downsize. So that was the original model um, of my office being in there. With that being said, we would have sometimes, um, we would have more, before COVID, we had a lot more classes. We had a lot more space. So for example, I would run like a yoga class and almost feel like I need to like whisper in my office just because, you know, so I kind of like being in a separate location a little bit because not everyone that comes in for nutrition is a gym person, so it's a little bit intimidating for them to do it in a gym atmosphere or to have other people maybe overhearing your conversation because it's not a super private place. Um and it's really right down the road, you can basically walk from one location to the other, so it's not a big deal. There are some people who do both, um but typically the clients are a bit separated from the two. Yeah.
1: Got it. Okay. And in the gym, how many clients or members are you currently serving?
2: So I was actually just looking at this before we got on here. So we have um, a base of about 300 people in our database. Does not mean that we see that many people at once. That's for the training alone. I would say um, between my team and I, we see 15 to 25, um, appointments come through a day, whether that appointment is a single person, two people. Um, so yeah, we see a good, there's a good amount of people that come in daily, but it just depends on the day depends on the time. Um, but yeah, we typically each see up to 10 clients a day, I would say. Okay. Yeah.
1: And are you looking to add to the amount of clients that you're currently serving or are you kind of maxed out where you are?
2: So it's funny, as you probably know, in the industry, there's the hot times, you know, the early, early mornings, the after work times. So those times have from day one have just been, you know, booked up or people are like waiting for someone to not train so that they can hop in. So um, those times, yes, but I was just talking to one of my trainers before this and um, there's like. For us between maybe like 10 a.m. and 1 p.m. Mm-hmm. That's the hardest time to try to get people in. So we're really trying to look at ways to drive people in who are looking for those times because those aren't always the times that people want. Um, So there's definitely times that we're slammed and there's times that, you know, maybe one or two people will walk through within a couple of hours. So it just depends on the time of day.
1: Right. Okay. And How do you currently get the word out there about what it is that you offer? What does marketing advertising look like? How do you approach Mm -hmm. that
2: currently? For a long time, it was word of mouth only Mm -hmm. um, because we just didn't have the capital to be spending a lot of money on any sort of marketing. Mm -hmm. Um, But as we've kind of grown and gotten bigger It's there's definitely word of mouth. That's always the biggest one. Word of mouth, especially in our space, is the biggest one because you're physically seeing someone's body change and you're like, where do you go? Or that person is just on a high and they start talking to everybody else about what they're doing. So, word of mouth is always going to be the biggest for us. And that's typically the one that you're going to get your most committed type of client. But we recently started um, spending some money in like Facebook and Instagram advertisements and really focusing on our social media. Because that was always one thing that I'd log on and be like, oh my God, I haven't posted in three weeks. Oh my God, it's been a month since I posted. So we've been very consistent with that probably over the last six months and have gained quite a few of our younger clientele through Instagram, um, and Facebook. And then coming up this fall, we're getting it more into the community now and we're doing a lot of fairs and tabling events and just getting our name out there because since we are such a small facility, um, even though we're on a main road, not, not everyone in town even knows that we're here. So it's just about letting people know like, Hey, I'm here. Um, and kind of go from there. So we're getting, we're doing more in-person stuff now, which is great. Um, because, you know, Instagram and Facebook are amazing, but you're not going to physically get in front of someone and get to talk to them like you do in person, you know? So I'm excited for those in-person events that are coming up.
1: Yeah. Okay. And so as far as the paid advertising side of things goes, so you are also running paid advertising through Facebook and Instagram currently? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And you touched on the point of not having the capital initially to do it. So most gym owners don't, right? So now the next question that comes to mind there is what does your front end offer look like? Because most people are running a low barrier offer, right? Whether it be a free class or a free week or sometimes even a free two weeks. And then of course, you're not making your money back in a timely manner, if at all. Right. So it makes it hard to run paid advertising in that situation. So 100%. what does your front end offer look like?
2: So we keep it the same no matter what. It's always the free initial assessment that someone would get when they come in. And then as a new client, they get 10% off of whatever package it is that they want to do. It's a one-time off that they get, and they only get it the first time. So sometimes that may entice them to buy a larger package because they know this is the one time I'm going to get to take advantage of this. But I will say the biggest mistake that I have made since starting my business back in 2016 was I sold myself way too short for way too little. And I think when you're first starting and you have no clients, you're like, I'm just trying to get people through the door, but it's such a hard hike to start at that low price point and try to justify and build. And if you feel like you're not physically adding something, then are they going to pay it? I don't know. You know? So the biggest mistake that I made was starting too low. And I'm finally at a place with the pricing that I feel comfortable. It's still on the low side. Um, but I do wish I started earlier. And one thing that I wish I never did was Groupon. (laughs) I did. I did do that for like one campaign when I first opened and oh my, you make nothing, you make nothing. And the clients that we got from Groupon were the flakiest ones because they just want the one-time deal. Uh So you're going to, you're going to get your most, you know, engaged people for us through word of mouth. Um, But yeah, we, you can't, you want to do like 50% off or 40% off and that's going to attract the people who maybe don't have the money to spend what your price point is. And you want to attract the people at the higher price point, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So one actual piece of advice that someone gave me when I was um, really struggling with mentally, you know, increasing my pricing, she's like, you may lose some people who aren't going to pay it, but it's going to make room for the people that will. So right. I love that and that kind of sticks with me because there's people out there that know you're worth it, and there's other people that just maybe don't have the money to spend. But part of our mission was I don't want to make training something that, oh, only you know, rich people can do. Like everyone needs. To, in my opinion, a personal trainer to show them how to do things, to teach them proper form and technique. And I don't want to make it this bougie thing that oh, I have a personal trainer and blah, blah blah. You know, I I think it should be as common as a physical therapist and even covered by insurance. But that's a whole nother thing, you know. Right. So, yeah. But anyway, yeah. So I wish I didn't start as low as I did. Um, but I try not to do a huge offer off the rip because you're gonna attract the wrong type of person. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to be said there about perceived value as well. You know, people perceive things as being more valuable the more that they cost. Totally. Right. And typically people get better results if they're investing more. It's like you go where your money goes. And if somebody's investing a higher ticket, chances are, you know, they're actually going to show up. They're going to stick to the plan. They're going to actually get the results that they're looking for, and they're going to actually change their lives, right? So this is something that's kind of hard to wrap your head around initially, but Mm -hmm. people who don't pay don't show up.
2: No, they're not going to show up for themselves either. And financial commitment is a huge one because so many times I say people say, I paid the money, I'm going to do it. And that's sometimes what you need, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. And that's huge. And
2: so have you ever considered running
1: a higher ticket front end offer to get the right people in the doors, get them results, and then roll them into a a lower monthly membership on the back end? I have have not,
2: but now I am with our conversation. (laughs) It's a great idea.
1: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, well, most people do it backwards, right? Because it's really hard to go from a low barrier offer like a free first trial, free class, free two weeks, whatever it is to, Mm. okay, now our membership is $150 a month, right? right? But if you bring somebody in on a higher ticket front end offer, and then you convert them into a lower monthly payment just like mentally that makes more sense to them you know and people are so much more likely to convert at that point because you've gotten them in you've gotten them results they've become a part of the community and now it's like why would they leave right Mm -hmm. um so that tends to work really well to get people in the doors and get them results and show them what they need essentially people are not afraid to spend money they're afraid to commit for long periods of time to something that they're not sure actually
2: works 100 you know? and I think I think as a business owner your confidence also has to be there like yes. if you're just not confident and you are not you have to know that the service you're giving is worth it and yes. you need to truly believe that. Like I'm at the place where I'm like, I know what I'm doing. I know what my trainers are doing. We we operate at a high level. We reinvest in education. I take them to conferences. Like we, we know what we're doing, you right. know? And I want that to come across. So I think doing something like that when I'm where I am at in my business would be so awesome. Right. But I think when I was starting out, I wouldn't be confident in myself enough to do that. And I think- that that can really fast track a business of being like this is my price point and it it becomes the conversation of there was so many times where i'm like i have to pay my bills i need to run a special that's just what i had to do and you know, that's how you gain the clients and it's tough there's like you said there's highs there's lows there's months that are so good there's months where you're like oh my god what's going on right now you know so it comes with the seasons but you being confident in yourself it come it, that has to come first right you know? So,
1: yeah, absolutely. I mean, any type of sales conversation is just a transference of belief, right? It's like you're transferring your belief to them. And if they believe you enough, they will buy, right?
2: 100%, right? Because you're selling them on an assessment. You know, you have to, you have to convey enough knowledge and credibility within that up to 30 minutes that you get with them to say, yes, she's it. I want to do this. Let's go, you know, right.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, the really nice part about that is that it covers the cost of acquiring that client on day one. You know, it's like, like we talked about before, not having the capital to invest into advertising. A lot of gyms don't. A lot of gym owners don't. You know, and most gyms are never even profitable over the full lifetime of the client because a lot of times they come in on a low barrier offer. Industry average for them to stick around is three to six months. Right. By the time they leave, you know, they've maybe, if you're lucky, covered the cost to acquire them. Right. And it's just like this hamster wheel that keeps going and going. Whereas if you're collecting enough on day one to cover the cost of acquiring that client plus some, it's like you're already in a positive position. You've got more money to feed back into the advertising. So nothing comes out of your pocket. Right. And you're building operational capital at the same time so that you have money if you want to upgrade your equipment or purchase more equipment, or you need to fix something within the gym, or most Mm -hmm. gyms have no money for any of that stuff, you know, so it puts you in a a much better situation, a much less stressful situation on a daily basis. So Mm. I, I love that. I love that approach. You know, it's like, such a game changer.
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yes, you're so right.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So now what are your main focuses within the business right now? Where are you directing most of your attention on a daily basis?
2: So um, I am physically with clients about part-time. Um, There was a time where I was doing like 60, 70 hours a week. I was a one-man band all by myself, uh, but my team has grown and I now have two trainers who work with me and they're fabulous. And I feel completely, co- the other thing too, is when you're building your team, you have to feel like they are in your shoes doing their session. You're going to refer who you're seeing to them if you're working in that like employee-based atmosphere. So it took a little while for me to give up the control of yes. bringing someone in and then me stepping back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did have a baby last year. So that really catapulted this whole thing. of Yes. Uh, cause the, cause the other thing, it's like seeing a hairstylist, you don't want to leave cause you like that person and the, and they know you I know everyone's body's in and out. Like it's like mm-hmm. the back of my hand, but, and when you, when I introduce them and say, Hey, when you want, would do you want to work with her? It's like, no, I I only want to work with you, but it's like, I'm not going to be here. So, you know, so that was kind of a nice push for me to get in the position I am now, but where I'm sitting now, I'm working with clients frontline. I love that. I don't want to stop doing that, but I'm also on the back end now, really focusing on developing my trainers, because I also feel like as a business, gyms can be maybe that a, a space where you know, someone may come in with a certain habit or they just always do the same thing all the time and never really switch it up. Like there's so much to be learned in this space and so much changing and so much science. And I'm totally science-based. That's why my gym is called anatomy. Everything is science-based. Like when I'm going to explain something to you, my girls are going to explain something to you. It's, we're going to tell you the exact muscles, what's happening. It, it's, it has to be, it's, it's not a bro gym. It's not like, oh, we're just going to do this because it's cool. Like right. we're doing it because it's based off of actual science. So now I want to develop my trainer's and more of the niches of the type of client they want to attract and really, um, kind of get into that a little bit more. Cause all three of us, although we cohesively work great together, we're all so different and our approaches are so different. So now that I kind of have that team, I want to start niching down a little bit. Um, into the type of new clients that they want to attract and come in because like I said we are in a position now where it's like we can sort of pick and choose who goes where and who sees who and that type of thing um which is great so i'm definitely doing more um like just trainer development i'll say on the back end like we're going to the New England ACSM conference in Rhode Island next week, and it, I used to go there in college, and it's such like a nerdy fun fitness weekend. Like I love it. So yeah. I'm, to, I'm like, I can't wait for you guys to be nerds with me for two days, like right? stuff like that. Which that costs money. I mean, that whole weekend is probably I don't know up to a thousand dollars because for the three of us to go, you know, yeah. and and stay and do the two-day conference and eat and all that stuff. And I didn't have that kind of money when I was first starting, you know, Uh and even that, like I had to think about, do I want to spend money on this or do I want to spend money on buying a new piece of equipment? But this type of thing is going to go so much further. Uh So- the the point i'm at in my business now is I, I just i want them to continue to evolve and learn and grow and not be a stagnant you know where yeah. someone just gets this it's like a you know you do the same moves with someone every time and they get bored and i want to keep it fresh you know yes. so we're yeah. keeping it fresh here yeah
1: absolutely i love that keep them inspired as well yeah. you know a lot of events like that tend to kind of fire you up a little bit. And then it's like, you can't wait to get back and apply some of those things that you learned. So that's always super helpful to keep them motivated and growing. You know, it's like, if we're not growing, we're dying. So that's exactly it. Motivated. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Okay. And now what are your big picture goals? I like to call it like a unicorn goal. So like perfect world, perfect scenario. Where do you see this business going?
2: So, in a perfect world, I would have multiple boutique locations. So, never really have I envisioned myself um, being in like a huge 10,000 square foot gym sort of setup. Um, I really think the future of fitness is boutique. So, I would like in Connecticut maybe to have different pockets in different counties of, um, you know, a group of Three to four trainers in each one and them all operating together. Mm-hmm. Um, and like having a team of like, you know, 20 to 30 trainers would be awesome. Um, I used to manage large groups. I was, actually worked at UConn very briefly after um graduating there, running their entire fitness program for the entire campus at the gym. And I would have a team of like 30 to 40 fitness instructors who I would work with. And I loved that. I love yeah. thriving with the big group. It was awesome. Um, and it's just so interesting to go from that to like opening your own business and having like the one person again, you know, right. so uh-huh. I love the camaraderie. I love culture. I love just creating positivity. And that would be really cool to have multiple locations, um, with all different trainers who are just like real top tier people. So, yes.
1: Absolutely. So basically kind of doing what you're doing on a larger scale. Yes. Awesome. I love that. And what needs to happen for you to be able to get there?
2: I, me believing in myself, probably. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big one. That's a big one. Um, No, but realistically, we are almost at the point right now where we are like almost at capacity, there's a few pockets that I really want to get filled, but it, again, people are not on contracts. You never know. Everyone could quit one day and that's it yet. Like you just don't know. Um, so I'm very comfortable where I'm at right now, comfortable enough to open a second one. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Um, but there would definitely be, um, I've, I've researched different areas and, um, you know, different counties around and not somewhere so close that someone would have to pick between going to one of the two, something farther enough away that would be completely separate, but um, it would be just filling in those few gaps of time and um, just to generate a little bit more, you know, monthly income. But other than that, it's just a a matter of growth and client um, retention really. So that's why I really want to get out there this fall and hit it hard and um, go to, we have three different events that we're going to go to and just talk people up for hours and hours and see where we can take it. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely
2: maxing out that the first
1: studio, right. To Complete full capacity where you're basically bursting at the seams and then move into yes. that second one. Yes. Now, yes. as far as the retention piece goes, so are your clients currently purchasing packages? Is that how they pay for their services? Correct. They okay. pay they
2: pay per package, um, which is per session. So they the way we have our structure is four, eight, or twelve. Um, sessions per package, and they can purchase 30, 45 or 60 minute packages. Um, so they're depending on how much they come, they can use that package in one month. They can use it in one week. They can use it in one year. Um, but we have an expiration date of one year after they purchase for these sessions to expire. But on a typical basis, the average client pays about $250 a month, I would say, um, give or take. But on average, that's what we're we're doing per client. So when I think about clients coming in, that's generally the number that I have in my head of like, okay, each person coming in is going to add this much to our bottom line every month, obviously with some wiggle room here and there. But um, that's kind of the price point that we're at per client at least. Um, but yeah, they're paying per session. So it's up to them to use their sessions. But something that I did early in my business that it kind of sets me up for a whole three months worth of time is they sign up for reoccurring sessions at the beginning of a season. So for example, we just started fall. So if you say to me, hey, Brooke, I want the Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 9am spot with Kara, I'd say, okay, that's great. Regardless of how many sessions you have, I'm going to plug you in Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And when you're coming up on your package, I'm going to let you know so that you can renew and you say, okay, that's great. So boom, I just set you up for three months. So I can project at least every three months of when you know someone's gonna pay or if they don't sign up for a reoccurring spot, that's usually I'm just gonna use my sessions until they expire and I'm gonna pop in where I can. Uh-huh. So that's generally how we work because most people want something that's regular. They don't want to have to come different times every week unless they are they need to do that for their job. Um, but we set them up like that for every three months. So we know, okay, I've got generally 30-hour weeks or 35-hour weeks or whatever it is. And I, I like to run that way because it's the closest thing to a contract that I can get with them without having them sign a monthly membership or something like that, so.
1: Okay. And yeah. I mean,
2: what holds you
1: back from getting them on a monthly agreement for like six months
2: or 12 months or we used to do that before COVID. Um, Mm -hmm. and not because of COVID we changed, but I was, I hate a, we had an unlimited option and I really hate that because let's say you would like to come every single day for 30 days. If I can't provide that I'm going to feel like I need to give you back part of your money. Or someone may complain and say, I can't come, or I was sick and this and that. So there was so much that we were having to manage as, and we would do like rollover. So if you signed up for four, if you're on a monthly you know, subscription and you get four sessions a month, but you got sick or you hurt your leg or you got pregnant or whatever, and now you can't come, I need to manage, okay. She's accumulated 16 sessions because she hasn't come in four months, but she's been paying. Like It was such a nightmare, honestly. And I use MindBody as an operating system, but even with Body, it was so hard. Like It was just something I didn't want to deal with, honestly. Yeah. So I want to know for my time, what am I getting paid for this time? And for us, sessions work better. And I know that some people love the monthly membership and they just have their roles and people fall in line and that's great. I've tried that and it's such a headache. And then you're going back and forth. Oh, I thought I had 12 sessions. Oh, you really have. It's like enough. Like you've used X amount of sessions. These are the days that you've used them and that's it. So for, uh, for me, that was a cleaner, better way of doing it. Um, but it was nice because the pros of doing the monthly membership is, you know exactly what's coming in every month and you're, they're going to get charged no matter what, as long as they don't cancel or whatever your terms are, you know? So it, right. I would say, there was maybe a bit more cash flow um, doing it that way, but it was too much work. It was too much work, too much micromanaging. And I just, for us, this works a little bit better. Got it. Yeah. Got it. Okay. Um,
1: yeah. I mean, just thinking from like the business standpoint, right, is, you know, the monthly reoccurring revenue is nice to have because then. It's more reliable, right? More consistent, totally. more reliable, easier to predict and plan for growth. Totally. From there. 100%. Yeah.
2: But that's also why I kind of started, okay, well, if I'm not going to do that, then I'm going to essentially, quote unquote, lock them in for a certain period of time. And then, you know, they'll renew their package, you know, as it comes up. So that if there, if anything happens on both sides, if a, if a trainer for whatever reason had to cancel, or if you can't come for any reason, okay, we didn't use that as a session and you have X amount remaining. So, um, I think that's nice for us to do that three month thing. Um, every three months we switch it up. Um, and I mean, because of that, we've had people for years that stay, you know, so most people are in it for the long haul. We really, truly don't do much like client change, like turnover. Um, Mm -hmm. We really don't. So as far as that's concerned, I kind of, you know, when we sign up for a season, I'm like, all right, this is our projected growth. Okay. We'll see what actually ends up happening, you know? Right. Mm -hmm.
3: Yeah.
1: And I mean, the fact that you've got the three months is better than just going like session by session. or I could never. Yeah. I could never,
2: I need to have something like, right. to, for accounting and, you know, report purposes, you know? Right. Yeah, Yeah,
1: absolutely. Okay. So now one thing I really like to ask about is if you could snap your fingers and just improve one thing within the business right now today, what would that be? Typically there's something that's kind of top of mind or that bothers you a lot or so what would that be for you?
2: Hmm. Oh my God. That's such a great question. Um, let's see. Probably the biggest barrier to people coming in is they feel like they need to lose weight before seeing a personal trainer. I don't know why that's a thing. That's a thing. Apparently I wish people would get over it and just come into the gym, you know, like that would solve so many problems of, like, like, I wish there wasn't that barrier because that barrier, it's always like, you know, Oh, I talked to you about so-and-so, but she wants to lose 20 pounds before she comes in. I'm like, does she know that's what we do? Right. Like, like, <laughs> do you know how many times I've had that conversation of like, those are the people that I want. Mm-hmm. Um, so I wish I I'm thinking about like barriers to people coming in and that is typically a barrier of, you know, cost cost for us is not huge. I've never really had some because I like I said, we're a bit on the lower side. I, I do want to increase that, but um, cost for us has never been a thing. Um, time for us, times that people want to come in has not been a thing. Um, but I wish people didn't feel like they had to be or look or do something specific in order to see a personal trainer because right. that's what we're here for. We don't judge we're it's not this everyone is like 130 pounds walking around. Like that's not the case. You know, right. like, I wish people had um, maybe a different perception of what personal training is, uh-huh. you know? So yeah, maybe yeah. that, or, or just like copy and pasting myself at like 6am. So I can see like 10 people at once. That'd be cool. Yeah. That would be that. You know what? That's number one. That is number one of copying and pasting myself, like literally 10 times. So I can just see everyone that needs to see me at six and then I'm done for the day. Right. So that would be cool. Yes.
1: How awesome would that be? Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess there's kind of a way to do it if you did like a semi private or like a group at 6 a.m.
2: We started doing no. that, but we have to do it at 5 30 because personal training starts at 6 30 that day. So, oh, and then you'd okay. be, I didn't think that that was going to fill up at all. I'm like, all right, let me just throw this like spaghetti to a wall and see if the six filled up instantly. I was yeah. like, okay, cool. Right. We're going to do that. So, that's one of our group times is 5 30 on a Friday morning. I'm like, there you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Knock it all out at once and everybody yeah. gets in. They get their workout in
1: at the time they want. Everybody's happy. So that's there perfect. Yes.
3: Awesome. Love it.
1: All right. So as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media?
2: So we are on Instagram at Anatomy Clubs Prospect. Um we are also on Instagram or no, Facebook at Anatomy Clubs Prospect. Um and anatomyclubs.com is our website. Perfect. All right. Nice. Pretty, pretty easy to find it there.
1: Awesome. Yeah. So Brick from Anatomy and Prospect, Connecticut. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us. It's been great having you on the show. Thank you so much. You're welcome. And to all the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you'll be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to this interview, but Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview.
3: What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Jim Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Brooke. Joining me on the show is Bill from Steel Mill, Fleming Island, out of Fleming Island, Florida. Welcome to the show. Bill, how are you today?
4: Uh, Very good. Thanks for having me.
3: I'm excited to have you here and to learn more about what you do within your fitness business. Before we really dive into that side of things here, Bill, give us kind of a quick backstory. What was it that led to you opening up this fitness business?
4: Um, I actually didn't open this uh, this gym. I uh, I started managing it and coaching here um, from the day that it opened. i had been a trainer, a personal trainer. And then had fell in love with CrossFit through the police academy. Um, and after uh, after a few years of police work, I still wanted to do CrossFit. So I had been going to a local affiliate and had gotten my CrossFit level one. And I had wanted to open up my own gym, but at the time I just wasn't in a place to do so. And I met an expanding gym owner. He was had one gym in the heart of Jacksonville, and he mm-hmm. was expanding. Out to where we are which is just like a suburb of jacksonville um, so i started working with him and basically helped him open this location the first four years i was just head trainer manager operations manager kind of everything you know mop the floors signing buddy up and up. um at that point about four years in he was tired of running two gyms uh, he knew i wanted wanted a little more so he offered to sell me this location um so i jumped at the at the deal and uh bought this in 2017.
3: So, so you've been in business now for several years um and you made it through the pandemic so props to you there this has been a crazy couple of years for most of us in this industry in different ways Um, but congratulations on, you know, being where you are today. For our listeners, give us your elevator pitch of Steel Mill Fleming Island. Tell us kind of who you are, what services you have to provide, and paint that picture for us so that when we move forward in the conversation, they really have a good grasp on what you do.
4: So we are a a CrossFit affiliate. We have been since day one, so we're almost at 10-year mark, that magical, what seems like a magical 10-year mark. Um, So we feel that CrossFit is our best way to get people the results they want, fitness-wise. Um, we do offer nutritional coaching um, in two different styles of. We have like a uh, like challenges that we run, as well as full-on PT accountability programs, and then we do a lot of one-on-one personal training. Sometimes that goes um, in addition to like their normal CrossFit um, membership. And then we have a lot of special clients that come to us, uh, whether they're coming off of a serious injury or whether they're an adaptive athlete, and they run one-on-one sessions with us uh, solo, and that's kind of their role with us at Steel Mill. So we focus on their fitness, and then, of course, we we focus on their um, nutrition. We also are a big powerlifting gym. Um, we're associated with... USAPL, Powerlifting America, and we're the Special Olympics uh, powerlifting program here in Clay. That really was just born out of our youth program that um, we all competed in powerlifting and we started working with the Special Olympics. So it was, it was kind of a the next step towards that. So we use weights and uh, nutrition to help people feel better. Nice, so first of all,
3: I personally, I wanna say Props to you guys for like making personal training a part of what you do. There's a lot of affiliates out there that do not do personal training. And I think that we're like missing out on a key piece of business when we don't offer that, because no matter what, there's always going to be clients who fall into the category. Maybe they're post rehab and they need specific training, or maybe they're looking to, they have a specific goal, weight loss, muscle gain, um, Whatever it might be, with personal training, we're able to help them get that goal more directly than we can with a group prospect class. And obviously, it's good for the business because it brings in a little bit more revenue. As things currently stand, you know, what percentage of your business would you say is coming from the personal training side of things?
4: Probably, I haven't done the metrics yet in a month or two probably around at least 20 percent
3: that's that's really good
4: we we missed the boat on this for a long time and i'd had you know fitness mentors say you need to do this you need to do this and i did start out as a personal trainer in a regular globo gym Mm -hmm. Uh, and you know for whatever reason i just never put the program together Um, and we put it together shortly before covid and honestly, with COVID and the pandemic, it really kind of worked things because some people weren't ready to come back to a group model. Um, in our area, in Jack's, from all the other CrossFit affiliate owners, we all took about like a 20 to 25% membership hit. That kind of seemed to be across the board. And for us, like it allowed us to like keep my coaches paid. Like I was lucky enough that we were able to pay our coaches All the way through the pandemic um, and keep the doors open and now it's such a big part of our our program like I really wish that we would have been able to take you know use of that or make use of that like the first couple years that we were open because it wouldn't have been such a bootstrap type of operation And I think we wouldn't have had to work so hard um, you know in the early years. Yeah.
3: Well, I mean, at least you've identified that now. Um, you've identified the opportunity there now, and it's something that you know you can grow moving forward. Is it something that you want to continuously grow and make a bigger part of what you do?
4: Yeah, and the way that we do it is is a little bit like kind of unique because I try to what? my coaches, um, so. The way that we have our memberships, like we have our normal memberships, we have our challenges and our special events, and then we have what we call like our premium program. And that includes if a member signs up for that, they get all of their classes. We are a 24-hour facility, so all of our members do get 24-hour access. So that's a nice selling point. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the premium, they get a coach that is assigned to them that takes care of their nutrition and their PT. So what's nice for the coach is that if I'm doing the sale, I will actually make the sales for them and assign them their PT client. Now, of course, they can always do their own legwork, but it's nice that as a coach, if they're focused on the floor and they're focused on actually training clients, I can come to them and be like, hey, I've got Johnny or Susie that's going to be your client you work out the scheduling, but now I'm putting money into their pocket. And anybody that does personal training on a regular basis, I feel really carries it over to their CrossFit class. Like it makes their coaching significantly better.
3: No, I would agree with you. I think the people that I have in my gym that also do personal training, um, they're just like level of attention and everything is vastly improved by having the one-on-one clients. Um, and so, you know, I, I really like your approach there and I think continuously growing that, that program will do tremendous things for your coaches, for your clients and just for the business in total. Um, and I want to ask you, you know, as things currently stand right now, um, what is this, what does the schedule look like? How many classes are you guys offering per day? Um, you know, what do things look like?
4: Um, we do offer, three times a week, we offer a 5 a.m. Um, but the rest of the week, we have like a 6, an 8.30, and then a 4.30, 5.30, 6.30. So five to six classes a day, 24-hour uh, open gym. And then, um, you know, we use SugarWod. We've used like other programs like that, like Spotify, and that. So that all members, they can see the programming for the entire week. So if they were to miss a workout due to a schedule, they can always come in and, and get it and still log it uh, so that they can still feel like they're part of the part of the group even if they happen to miss that day
3: okay yep so um, with like with the 24 7 access i'm interested to know like do you have a lot of members that kind of come in and just do like open gym or would you say that most of your members do classes plus you know their own thing with the 24 7 access
4: Uh, I would say 95% of them do the classes and open gym. Um, I do have some specific power lifters that that's the only thing that they do. Um, Because because we're a gym that hosts meets and whatnot, I have a competition rack that they can use. Um, so They get to use the type of equipment that they would normally. We also have some like specialized equipment like we've got like a leg press and a hack squat, we've got all the powerlifting like fancy bars. So we've got those clients, but the majority of the people are just they're there either doing extra work that they were given in PT or they were they're getting in extra work or maybe they missed a class, but they are they're having some sort of other touch point, whether it's classes or personal training, and they just you know on their days off or on their free kind training.
3: of get a little extra credit in. Um,
4: right.
3: Okay, so how many members do you guys have right now, like in the group classes, um, you know, if you had to kind of guesstimate, I don't need an exact number.
4: Right, uh, right now, in classes, we probably have around 130.
3: Okay. Is 130 a pretty good, comfortable spot for you, or are you looking to grow in terms of like adding new members to the facility and growing the membership base?
4: No, I mean, we definitely have the space for more. We've definitely had it up above that um, before again, COVID really, uh, you know, smacked us down a little bit. Mm -hmm. So we've probably got about 130 in-class members right now and about another 30 to 35 PT only members. uh, In addition to that, you know, our gym could hold somewhere between 170 and 180 very very comfortably giving everybody like a good footprint in the class you know Mm -hmm. without making people throw barbells on top of each other
5: right
3: so since you could hypothetically take on 40 50-ish more members what talk to me about that growth process like what do you guys actively do to find new clients like what how do you get yourself out there in the community
4: right now um and for like the last year, we've been doing just a 100 percent organic approach um, for a long time. We ran paid ads, um, especially, you know, back in 2018, 19, when you could get very low lead costs. Um, you know, it was like the heyday of 100 leads a week and you get everybody to come into your gym. We've stopped that because obviously it's a it's a very big um Very big expense. We'll we'll do sponsored ads. We'll do stuff like that, Um, but we're not running like an an evergreen online ad right now. We do obviously we do our like our normal social media posting and marketing. Um, We use UpLaunch as our CRM system, so we've got we're sending out weekly emails to the members that are specific to them, and then for our leads. They're in a drip campaign, as well as whenever we're running a special program, all of the all of our leads get emailed um, and SMS, depending on how they're set up. Um, We will do pop-up events like the area that we're at. Um, We'll bring our, we've got a tent, we'll you know, come out to like a local school or a local uh, business and do pop-up events. And then our charity work that we do, you know, five to six times a year. Uh, generates a good level of interest in the community
3: with us. Yeah, I mean, um, anything that we're going to do in our community, whether it's charity work, just showing up at an event, that generates word of mouth, which is great, because that's like free advertising in this industry. It's a relationship building thing, and we like that because people already come in with that trust built up for us. Just so I can really understand here, you said you're working right now completely organic so you're not spending any money on advertising is that right
4: correct with the exception of the occasional boosted post right now no paid advertising
3: okay I mean how beneficial has that been for you like how many new members would you say that you guys are getting per month right now
4: yeah roughly around I'd say eight to ten.
3: Eight to ten new members and are like any is that real like net growth like nobody's leaving you're you're gaining eight to ten
4: members a month no i mean it's never in, in this industry it's never going to be just completely like net growth you know i would say, i would say net we're probably netting about like five right now, right now we're going we're going through like a little bit of a restructuring with our coaches and also i had talked to you off camera about um yesterday i closed on this building and that mm-hmm that process of, of buying a commercial building has been incredibly more involved and intense than I would have ever imagined. So it really sucked about six months of all my free time up. So they're just, for me, there just wasn't as much time to focus in on checking my ads, refreshing and making sure that they're not losing money each day. And you know, because again, that takes time. So There's only so much time that I was allotting to that. and For most of it was going through uh, the process of buying this location.
3: Mm -hmm. As you guys kind of get comfortable in this new location, that process, you know, hopefully has eased up a little bit. Is it something that you foresee yourself continuing doing, or are you going to stay on the path of organic?
4: For right now, it's going to be organic. However, moving into end of the year and that we're going to start getting back into some paid advertising. Um, Mm -hmm. We we try to keep as much organic as possible before I go back to, you know, Facebook or IG, you know, to give them money. Um, I do write for the local paper here as far as like a health and fitness like section. So depending on like those articles do generate, like I try to keep myself out there. It's almost like a billboard where they see steel mill all the time, you know, and try to keep that there. So when they're ready, uh, ready to, to find a gym, we're, you know, within touching distance for them. But I definitely like in the future and especially leading into this next year, I can see us leaning, you know, more heavily on the paid ads.
3: I think that it's always like something that we like kind of have to like supplement. Like we can't just do paid ads. Like I would always recommend supplementing that with plenty of organic. If we don't have a decent organic presence, then we're going to fail on that side. Um, So it's always good to kind of have the two working simultaneously, um, you know, in order to get the business, like where people want to see it go. Um, My next question here. Yeah, I think it's just as valuable for us to talk about the really good things and the stuff has worked as it is to talk about the challenges. What would you consider to be your biggest business related bottleneck or challenge right now? And what are you actually doing to kind of overcome that?
4: I would say definitely since the pandemic, um, you're, you're battling for eyeballs and in our area in particular, um, a a person that lives here has the choice of basically any type of fitness. Um, We have Orange Theories, F45s, The Y, Globo Gyms, Planet Fitnesses. Um, So most of like the franchise, you know, and they've got big marketing budgets that they can play with. So it's about making our making us stand out as far as getting leads to come in the gym. Obviously like we're more of a micro gym model. We're not planet fitness where you can pay $10 a month and go in and work out. Like, so we have to sell our value as coaching. Um, you know, like our Saturday classes are always free to the public and that's a good way to get friends and family to like try the gym out. You know, we do monthly socials where we get people to, um, they're always able to bring friends and family that are not gym members to take part in our, our other events and not. Those are, have always worked very well for us, but definitely getting the leads in because there's so many choices for everybody right now. And with pandemic and with kind of the state of everything, how it is right now, people are, you know, everybody's talking about the inflation and, you know, is there gonna be a recession? Are we in a recession? So they're they've got you know x amount to put towards their fitness they're going to choose you know what they feel is the most valuable and it's trying to battle against all of the other types of gyms you know to make that happen
3: yeah it's getting uh getting ourselves to like kind of stand out in the crowd and i feel like this industry right now is just like booming with like new options like people want to ride the Peloton at home people there's online trainers popping up everywhere offering programming there's a new gym popping up on every single street and so like how do we get ourselves to stand out and you know get the leads to want to come to us versus you know the gym next door that's ten dollars a month um and so I really look at it as okay like what value are we we providing at our gym and honestly a it's a whole lot more, they're gonna see full rounded results with you because you're offering nutrition, you're offering accountability, you're offering the the actual workout. All they have to do is show up. Um, And so that's obviously more than they would get if they went to the big box gym down the street that is selling memberships for $10 a month. Um, So we really had to just like continuously put ourselves out there. It sounds like, you know, you are doing a lot with the community to aid in that process um competition is always a struggle um if you were to have a magic wand um all your dreams and your goals for your business have come true there's kind of no limitations here talk to me about what that picture would look like what are some of the things that you're looking to kind of grow as you as time progresses here
4: i mean i definitely would like to build the coaching staff um, and have build the coaching staff in a way that um, I can help, like contribute to their continuing education as well, and not just leave it up on, on the coach. Um, I feel like in the last couple of years, in, in the CrossFit space in particular, it's been there's just not as many people that want to take on the role as a coach. In 2016, you could throw a rock in class and you'd hit five level ones that are just there taking the class. And I feel like, um, you know, for whatever reason, good quality coaching and that is, it's hard to come by. You you find that a lot of the, the longer standing coaches have either, you know, own boxes themselves or they're, they're managing the box. Um, so bringing the level of coaching up and bringing them along that they feel ready to take on the class. Um, and then obviously, like for us, growing our membership, like there are certain False that like our gym I can the number one thing I would say like with our gym in getting new members is like our referral service or like the way that we like get referrals is garbage like that's probably like if I had to like pick one thing to fix like it's just getting the referrals like everybody talks about our gym sure but it's like getting people to refer other people to the gym mm-hmm. um, so getting that and just being able to build like a, a more sustainable class model where, you know, people want to do this type of, of workout. Because like I said, like we're, we're leaning into the fact that we are CrossFit. Like we've been CrossFit for nine years. We're not going to be anything other than CrossFit. So, um you know, in the last like year or two, like we're really kind of doubling down on like, no, this is what we do. Like this is what has made us successful and this is what gotten the results thus far so we're going to continue leaning into crossfit as opposed to maybe like shying away from it
3: yeah and i think like with crossfit there are a lot of negative kind of connotations out there but people like yourself where you have this crossfit you're leaning into it and you have you know normal people working out in your classes showing that it's approachable anybody can do it anybody can reach their goals by doing it. So, so important. Um, I know like at my CrossFit gym, we have like all shapes and sizes of people, all ages of people. You could be working out with a grandpa in your class and you could be an elite athlete and you have a little bit of everything. That's why I love CrossFit. It's just like the community, you get a little bit of everything. Um, And so keep, keep doing that uh, for sure. And I'm excited to see, you know, how you're able to grow the PT program, how you're able to, really grow and develop your staff as your gym develops um what is the Instagram or the Facebook where can our listeners go to really learn more about what you have to offer at Steel Mill Fleming Islands
4: um everything on social media is Steel Mill Fleming Island so it's Steel Mill Fleming Island on uh, Facebook at Steel Mill Fleming Island on Instagram um and then of course like you can hit our website through the links through all of that
3: easy enough steel mill Fleming Island. Look it up guys. Thank you, Bill, for being here today, for sharing your insight on the industry. Listeners, thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, if you want to stay notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. And if you want to join us for an episode here at the Jim Lords podcast, fill up the link in the description. We'll be in touch with you soon. As always, until next time, Jim Lords out.
0: Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors.
6: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I will be your host today. My name is JJ Hernandez. And joining us on the show today is a, a duo, the two, Troy and Monique with WeFit. What is going on, folks? How are you doing today? Happy Friday. How are
7: we feeling? I'm feeling Happy great, Friday. man. Happy Friday, you guys. Uh, hopefully, everybody got their fantastic fitness Friday, I'm right? Yeah. Kind of Flex there Friday. There we go. So- there we go. I love it. I love it. And now we're excited to have both of you on.
6: And before we dive into the nitty gritty of what you guys have going on with BeFit, you know, first, why don't you tell us a little bit about how you describe the business to people and what made you guys get started in the first place?
5: So, how we describe it to people, we like to tell people we do a sort of a bodybuilding style type of training. We like to aesthetically look good right and generally when we tell people to show us a picture of what you want to be it's usually someone who's tone has a you know a little muscle firm so um, that's the type of training that we do and that's kind of like how we describe the training so it's not crossfit not really functional fitness we use weight and we like to tone the body Um, as far as how we got started more of Troy's dream had jumped on the bandwagon
7: yeah, so um, as far as we just getting started, I, uh, my parents, both of them, like I uh, spoke to you guys before about um, both died from heart related issues. So I, I was in college, got my degree in exercise science um, with a concentration in education. So uh, I always had that passion. And while in the Navy, my time in the Navy, it was just kind of going to different gyms when we would travel to different places. And i uh, would kind of try to start helping and coaching people more and giving my knowledge out. And one of my supervisors was like, man, you're really good at this. And I think that you should try to take your talents on the road. So um, he kind of gave me the confidence that I I could do something. And then fast forward to moving here to Orlando, man, uh, came here as a massage therapist, went to massage therapy school. As soon as I got here, I was trying to get into UCF uh, for my master's in exercise science. That didn't go as planned. Um, As you know, veterans, so I was trying to use my GI Bill to be able to get some some financial help and that's how we were going to get our income me going to school plus disability and. um, Like I said that fell through so got into massage therapy school just on a whim I was going to massage getting massages in Virginia beach where I was stationed at. And it just was um never really good. So I was like, man, I wish that they knew the body, like, and they never just really knew the body. It was always like you would go in there, you kind of feel decent afterwards, but like never a, a fix, you know, and not that I expected a fix right then and there, but no guidance in the right direction of what I was looking for. And maybe I was just seeking the wrong, wrong individuals for that, but it gave me the the hunt to want to do that. So once the exercise science masters didn't go through the right way i just applied to all of the massage therapy schools here and um got into one went toward it seemed like it was cool ended up going there it was a seven month program mm-hmm. started in like march started in april i moved here in april of 2016 um and the program was over in the D- in november, november i actually took my license for my massage therapy test while i was still in school because it was i kind of was really good at it and got got good at that and crossfit I was a CrossFit coach, so I was embedded into the CrossFit community. And um, fast forward, man, the CrossFit thing was kind of not really my passion. It was dope. I liked it, but I always still wanted to have my own thing, and God just kept pushing me into that direction. We started training people, doing a boot camp out of our garage because somebody kind of pushed me into saying, hey, man, I think that you could do this. I think that you're a good trainer. Didn't even know, had never used me as a trainer. This person just thought that I was probably a good person because of the information I would give off of um, when he would ask me a question about training, I would give him information about massage therapy. And he was just like, I'm gonna help you. He was a, a internet guy, a, a computer guy. So he was like, I'm gonna make you a website and get lead generations for you. I actually, he was like, I signed up for this boot camp. It was hardcore, hardcore, hardcore. I
5: think it was hardcore.
7: He signed up for hardcore. He was like, I like their model. He was like, but I think you could do it. I had never heard of hardcore. Um, And he was just like, I like their model. I think you could do something like it. So he was like trying to give me an idea of like what they were doing. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, So we tried to run it out of our garage in a similar similar manner. And we did it for free. And we got about 12 people in the beginning. And then that kind of died down. And then we did another one. And our HOA pushed us out of our house. Saying that we couldn't train people out of our garage. So it was like our back was up against the wall, man. And it was like... Um, what are we going to do so my wife hopped on like
5: craigslist Craigslist,
7: and just started looking for locations man location after location i think within like a week week and a half she found
5: found
7: found where we are now met the guy uh late at night it was late it was weird older (laughs) (laughs) it was in this like back alley space like it was just craigslist i you know i never really (laughs) the whole craigslist killer thing was still in my head and it's i mean nothing against anything but it was just this old white guy and I'm like ah this probably isn't gonna go because you see I got tattoos braids all of this roughness and I'm like he's not gonna give this to us and for some reason man he took kind to us that night just that evening it's like I think we had no track history you know normally businesses they're like we want to see five years of a, you know this and you know your bank accounts we had nothing man I had just told you the first boot camp that I ran was for yes. free the second one we charged people like 90 bucks and I think we had maybe four or five people, and um, it wasn't anything that was really, really showing a tale that that we should go and take our talents into an actual brick and mortar on our own. But I I think something was just inside of me that I was like, "This is, I guess, this is it." You know, this is the time, so I gotta force it. And we finally opened up our doors April seventeenth, which is my mother's birthday. So if you like follow me on Instagram Uh, and people see it, I'm WeFit fourteen seventeen. Both my parents died. My dad's birthday was February seventeenth, and my mother's was February fourteenth, and my dad, my mother's was April seventeenth. So that's where those numbers are symbolic. So we got to open up the gym on uh, April seventeenth of twenty sixteen, and that's really just the backdrop of um, how it came to fruition, man. And I I have this drawing that I had in twenty fifteen. I I had this vision. Once my supervisor told me that I should do it, I had somebody draw up this this picture of what I imagine the gym to look like. And it's wild cause it's like almost to the T of what it looks like right now. So that was crazy. 2015, we didn't open until 2018. I got out the Navy in 2016 and I was like, everybody kept asking me like, what are you gonna do London when you get out? I'm opening a gym in the military. If you know anything about it, it's like, nobody believes that what you say you're gonna do when you get out is actually gonna come. Like, it's like, oh, you're gonna probably end up having to be back in here or broke or, you know effed up some type of way so one that was my ego of saying like no I'm going to make this happen I'm gonna make sure that I open this gym up just just because like I'm at least have to try it and fail um two I think the drawing was so dope to me and honestly this guy back home man this dude that I, that I um grew up kind of like not idolizing but he was just like a big homie to me he opened He just came home from jail from doing like what like like 12 years in in, in jail well, he came home and he hit the ground running back in our man. neighborhood man he has a gym back in uh Pennsylvania that is just if he if somebody if you're looking for another one man he yeah. and he hasn't been on here I'm not sure you may you may have a because I think that he has used the other service before but yeah no actually oh, no. No. No, 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 no 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 he's a good person to probably man he has a good story yeah. dude like man Clayton Clayton um Callum. Clayton Kellum has a gym name um Built Fitness back in Pennsylvania and man, he was just hitting the ground running and it, it just, it energized me. Like if he can do it, he just came home from jail. I've been at the SEAL teams all of this time. I got this military experience. I got the education more than people that have the cert. So I was like, I'm doing it, you know? So he did like from afar, he gave me this motivation to feel like I could potentially get this done. Yeah. And he was just booming, man. It was just crazy to watch how he just like, just, oh, it was amazing. So um, that that's where we, you know, that's where our story comes from. That's awesome stuff,
6: man. Yeah, you didn't mention that last time, so I'm glad you gotta <laughs> stuff in here. But um, so here's let's start with we'll go into the I would have to touch on the two other questions that I was gonna mention last time because kind of went through that already. But let's dive into the business a little bit here. So, you know, for you guys, what's been the best method of finding new clients? Um, word
7: of mouth. Word of mouth. So referrals. Referrals. I just been hitting really dope pockets of networking man like we we went down and did crossfit one day in um jupiter florida Um, one of my buddies from the seal teams was um back back this area and the Navy seal foundation is down there so we went we're going down there to have an event but at the time we were doing crossfit so we go to this crossfit gym right and i'm i'm just here as a massage therapist now but I'm, i'm a crossfit coach but my main job is massage therapy I think really at the time, Mm -hmm. but, um, that I'm trying to market for myself. I'm coaching at a CrossFit gym, but I'm trying to be my own private massage therapist. So I, I, I do the gym. We work out and as we're walking out, I look back and I see on, they have like a two-story gym and I see a massage therapist up there. I'm like, fuck it i'm gonna go up there and chop it up with her because this is what i want to do i want to be in this crossfit community of like the therapist and physio person i know exercise science i know visit phys- uh, right. uh i know the body with massage therapy let me kind of combine it and be the intermedium of pt and massage therapy so i go up there and i chop it up with her and for some reason our energy connects and she's like here here goes this book so she gives me this book it's called contagious and i actually just passed it you know you know uh uh passed it forward to my nephew, but I'm reading this book as we're going on vacation for her birthday. And it, and it's just talking about what causes people to gravitate towards things. And, and it was about this cheesesteak that they had in Philadelphia that they were able to spend a hundred dollars on. I'm from that area, so I'm like, I'm not spending a hundred dollars on no cheesesteak, but it's this restaurant that had a hundred dollar cheesesteak. So I'm like, what can cause me to come out of school as a massage I was just finishing massage therapy school actually it was like what can cause me to come out and be able to charge a hundred dollars for an hour you know why what makes me dope so I just started thinking and thinking I was like babe I have to find every female CrossFit athlete that has over 10,000 followers in Orlando area and I'm a DM them and I'm gonna just see if they'll let me work with them I was like that people people girls repost girls will be you know, women are, are, are advocates with like showing off what they have and like their, their growth and all of that. And I, I love it. So I was like, I mean, and I mean, to be honest, sex sells like women on, on social media can help you both ways. Like you, you guys can help each other. I, I was given something and they were going to be able to help me with growth. And I ended up meeting uh, a CrossFit pro Cassidy Lance, uh, McWater, McWater, McWater mm-hmm. now. And um, I ended up being her massage therapist. She goes to the CrossFit Games. Um, 2017 and is like when's the CrossFit open that year and I'm just like riding her coat I'm just like there just because I reached out There's and just
5: following group and, uh, and my following
7: group so then it just was my following so then I just kept hitting pockets of like then I fall into um, once we open up the gym I meet this girl who's a bang energy uh, sponsor and she's a sorority girl at UCF so she just pushed our name out there. Next thing you know, we're in the college at the sorority house and now all of the sorority girls are coming. So now we got the dope girls in the area at the gym. And then we hit a pocket of just having some, some older, you know, older age clients that are just really fit. I mean, we got some 40, 50 year olds that just look amazing at our gym. So when I'm videoing and posting on our story, um, people are impressed. So it was just, uh, then we got a social media influencer at one point in time. So it was just hitting pockets of like me reaching out though. Like I have this template of like, I just send it man oh man during quarantine I was just sending it like and just being like hey open for for free like people there's man I was open for free help to grain content to be able to see my my seed be um reaped in the end like you know I was sowing just seeds like so many things and just giving away my time that you know, I was, but I love my craft. So I didn't look at it as, as giving away time. So it just made it super, super easy. And, but like, I mean, uh, to make a long story short, uh, social media, Instagram for the most part and word of mouth though, we just were thinking we probably got about six new clients within the last couple of days. And for the most part, it was all via of, of our old clients, our previous yeah. clients. So, but some of them have found us from social media.
5: Correct. Yeah.
7: You know, so yeah. our social yeah. media presence is pretty cool. I love the the,
6: the the concept of delayed gratification, right? Like, oh, yeah. you're able to do it for free and not worry about like, getting the money right then and there in the front. Right. But in the back end, it's like, hey, like, this is an investment for the future. And that's, yeah. I think that's one thing that a lot of people don't have the patience to do, right? It's that they can't wait. You know, I think oftentimes people start these businesses to make money because they need money, right? Yeah. But it's like, it's hard to kind of do that when you have, No, not in your case, you guys know what you're doing now, but in the case of people who don't know what they're doing and they're doing it because they need money, it's almost borderline impossible, you know? So, sorry, Monique, were you going to say that? I don't know if I could. I was going to say,
5: you just want when people don't even know what you do, can they trust you? I mean, we've heard some stories just in personal training and gyms of how things just didn't go how they thought it was. So whether it's a trainer showing up late or a trainer hitting on them or yeah. a business closing the next day and not even telling you, like we've heard some horror stories of gym. So yeah, like you- yeah. you got to build a, a trust a relationship show show that um you know you are an honest person and you are worth it
7: but like you said though i've i'm always been a component of delayed gratification though like i'm um as much as i enjoy the the hooting and the hollering of chance of my, you know whatever our success i i i'm cool with slow cooking and i'm all about that oven cook gotcha. over that microwave cook so um, I'm willing to put in the the long time effort and and like I say though, I, I'm never in the position and I'm blessed to never be in the position to um, be doing something that I don't enjoy doing. So it's nothing to me to give that away. If I really could, I would do it for free. you know what I'm saying? So to do it for free and then to receive gain on the backside, that's like eat like what? <laughs> like I can do yeah. what I do just from my heart, which makes it so passionate and and fire and and beautiful that I don't even mind being there that and you're going to tell me I'm going to reap something in the back end that's like very rewarding in and in a, a financial gain that's pretty cool, like, you know, um, top tier. So that's like, why not? Why wouldn't I do that? But um, a lot of people have a difficulty in finding what their true passion is. So they don't get to live that lifestyle. So you know, like I say, I am blessed to know exactly what I, I've been put on this earth to do, and that's to deliver some guidance in, in the health and physical um, aspect of life, and, and maybe even a mental aspect. I really try to dive. If you follow my story on on, on Instagram or social media, I, I do try to dive into the mental of a of an athlete, of an individual, and, and understand that we all go through mental lapses of of feeling like we can't get, get the job done, but weight training allows you to know like one rep at a time, you know, maybe your goal is to hit 12 reps at two twenty five on your bench, but you know, we're going to go through a whole program this year. That's going to break it down. And then at the end of the year, you're going to be like, Holy shit. I hit it. Like yeah. I hit it, but mm-hmm. that's that delayed gratification. I don't need to hit it at the end of January 30th. I need to hit it December 30th, the 31st of that same, uh, that same year you know, and I'm cool with it. So because it, the process is so much the, the moment is momentarily like I bodybuild, I go through 16 weeks, 20 weeks of prep, and then you get on stage, you're on stage for maybe five to 10 minutes at total, you know, so if I don't enjoy the process of going through the 16 weeks of misery, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know it's what I'm so saying cool. of doing things, then what then what was it for? Of course, every time I'm gonna be miserable, and I'm not going to be able to uh, uh, um, keep up with that lifestyle, it's going to become misery for me day to day. So and I enjoy, I want to enjoy the lifestyle because I like that, you know, so I'm going to create happy moments within it. And I'm enjoy all of the the ups and downs and those high moments. Like that's, that's where we try to dive into people's um mental, mental of it and, and make sure that they can kind of see that, you know?
6: Yeah. A hundred percent. So now talk to me about this, right? So let's say leads, traffic, clients, whatever you may say was, unlimited hypothetically speaking here how much higher can you guys go from where you're
7: at now higher as in
6: total membership
7: yeah where your clients start um as far as me doing personal training i don't think there's many more hours in a day for me to be able to give an adequate amount so i think like we spoke before i'm more about the I hate sounding cheesy and saying uh, the Bentley or something like I only want a few sales like I'm good with only having I don't need the Walmart completely yet like I want everybody to know our name and know who we are but I also want you to know that we're a company that you need to save up for you need to know that you're going to get the best out of this, this situation so maybe about 10 more five more five more person. Like I could five, probably only do about five, five more PT clients maybe right maybe. now let's uh,
5: just see timing that's
7: timing yes yeah, it's, it's it's no more time left in a day right now day gotcha. day. Um, for, classes, for, for classes I'm I'm um
5: for group classes we could if unlimited
7: 15 you
5: think 15? 20 15 think to 20 20 like yeah
7: I would only want about 15 to 20 more people for classes because I like, so like, like it's one thing that I enjoy in small business is um I like going to that restaurant when we go to Atlanta, that's wrapped around the corner. Cause it's only the one and they only have hours from 10 to two and you like, damn, I got to get there. Like, I only want to have my three or four classes. If you can't get in, I want that to be the buzz. Damn, I gotta, I gotta sign up six months down the road to make sure I could get into that class. Like I want that kind of presence um and then generate enough of that to create another location a decent amount of time you know distance away but still within a, a circle that people know me in that area you know not too far out of the area where we have to recreate the whole genius but far enough away that we still can create that buzz in that one space but need it over in this other space as well and then just start metastasizing that throughout the country man um, yeah i love that i love that definitely
6: growth oriented here and yeah. definitely a realistic goal. You guys are ambitious, but I know you guys oh, are yeah. not like,
7: like But Sounds you know fast. what's crazy though? Like if I was to say anything, what would be unrealistic? Like, what is to That's be true. unrealistic? That's true. You know what I mean? Like yes. everything that I'm gonna everything throw out here is, is gonna real be realistic. realistic. It's just about how how invested I am into seeking the I'm entire journey, yep. you know, and the journey might be a lot yeah. bigger than what most can, can tolerate. So then it becomes unrealistic. But if I'm able to tolerate this journey and nothing is unrealistic, you know, That's if I get $500 million, it's just like, all right, am I gonna set my kids up maybe to hit that goal or my kids' kids how, you know, how is the longevity, but the company could hit the 500 million markets, you know. It's a matter of when, yeah. yeah. You
6: know, on that route. I love that. I love the metallic, Troy. I Mm -hmm. love it. And so let me ask you guys this. So, for the clients you do have currently, how do you guys go about tracking like lifetime value, turn Mm -hmm. rate, things like that, you know, coming in and out as far as cancellations? um, How do you guys track those metrics? mind
5: body yeah mind body we use our, our software for mind body mm-hmm. we um do have a relationship for the most part with all of our clients so whether we have another coach so whether it's all of us or it's one of us we kind of know what's going on so we know when someone might be leaving um, mainly we've seen people leave because of, of moving of relocating
7: that's, yeah that's, our- that's
5: that's the biggest one for someone just to leave
7: I haven't, it's not ego saying that we're saying that it's real. Like we haven't just had somebody like, Oh, this programming isn't for us. It's literally just, we're moving. I mean, we have programming from, I trained somebody who's 82 years old, you know, then I trained somebody who's 14 or, or six years old. So, so we we're capable. I have kids that are six and I have a guy that's 82. So we're capable of doing everything. So for the most part, it's not going to be, I'm not vibing with y'all. I don't really like the programming. It's literally, I'm leaving or I can't afford it, you know, at that moment in time, you know, I just not, you know, it's not in, in the in the paycheck right now, which is fine as well from time to time. Um, but, and, and, and another thing, as far as tracking, I don't know if that was part of the question, but just as far as tracking goals and things like that, um, I created, I, I didn't create the system I employed. <laughs> Or implemented a system that I got while I was at the SIL teams of having these folders, man. When we would go in for like our physical therapy um, or even our training, we, we could get these programs and they would print out our program and we would have it and we would have our weigh-in and you could go get your, your body fat analysis and all of that. So I just kind of st- stole the concepts, man, that I learned throughout all of my journeys. Like our whole first year and a half of the gym being open was all just workouts that I had done previously, you know, and just mixing and matching them in different angles that I, like, once I did this workout, okay, well, if I was able to put my spin on it, this is how I would put my spin on it, you know what I'm saying, like, you wrote this as X, Y, and Z, and I wanted to write it as A, B, Z, or something, you know what I mean, but, so it was just a lot of our experiences, at least our test days, like, man, I made our Navy PRT, in order to get into Special Forces, uh, a test day for us, I made Mm -hmm. um, some of the workouts that me and my guys were doing in Afghanistan, some of our test days, our test days were every Monday you would come in for a six week cycle and it would just be like, this is our baselines. This is our six Mm -hmm. baselines that every six weeks you need to be increasing on these, man. And they were like, it was like hell. Like it was almost like stuff from like hell week or hell day or Mm -hmm. longest day on or whatever ones you went to recon, special forces, Navy seal. Like it was like one of, uh, uh, it was a, a, a piece of one of those sectors. Like while I was at, uh fmf school like school to be with the marines or while i was at recon school or while i was going through um prts to try to get into special Mm -hmm. forces or stuff that i was doing while i was at with the seals in in afghanistan so it was just like six different workouts that i had do did that i knew were monstrous that like Mm-hmm. you can make it through these you can get through any gym setting and like, we have them
5: track it. it so that just and they keeps, would just
7: track it for keeps years. them
5: engaged
7: oh man and they would just get spun up for it Jay. like they would get like so wait, spun wait wait wait, what did I, I get last time back. Like, looking Where? back like, i can't
5: find my numbers
7: <laughs> it's just crazy man you know, to watch awesome. watch people watch their journey and really be invested i mean we have members right now to be a private gym to have members that have been with you for three three years or plus is like that's pretty ill. To be open, only open four years and have people that have been with you almost from day one. Like, man, I don't know. Now looking Spring. back, i like, what was I doing in year one and two? Like, you <laughs> trusted me?
6: <laughs> That's awesome. Holy cow. Yeah, way to future pace there because they just want to see themselves grow and they know they're not going to get that result anywhere else. They're not going to get that feel anywhere else. It's and- feeling fulfilled.
7: Yeah, it's just it's just uh, man. I always tell people I, I can't wait to meet you in, in, in person. You know, possibly, man. When when you get down here, it's just yeah, next week. You'll see something next about week. this energy that is within our our gym, and I know a lot of probably if not every. No, you can't because I couldn't see us closing down. Like honestly, man, I couldn't see it. Like I think that our community would pull us together and right. be like, no, right, not happening.
5: like, like our members you?
7: would be like. What is it right now? What do we need to belly up on and do to be? No, it's not happening, Troy. Like we got, you know, I just, man, you know, God bless it or pray that that never occurs or or needs to be the case. But it's just a energy that we have created in this this space that you know this mindset of just being so positive that you know some people are coming out of holes when they come here. You know, people that work all day. And now, you know, this is the one, literally the one hour of their day that they get to have an enjoyable moment or they get to connect with other individuals, man, people are working in their house all day and you don't get to connect. So now I'm booming some crazy good music and I'm going to come here and just give you all of the energy in you the world and we time. hug in and you having a great time. It's hard to not smile and enjoy even the suck. So, in, in, you know, you know, it's people going through active um, separations in their marriage right now in, in, our, in our space and in hard times and really difficult times and they still make it to our space because they know that this is the moment that causes them to be um, happy and that they're going to be around some energy that can get them out of their little funk so if that is just that you know I used to put pressure on everybody to want to just look amazing but sometimes I now notice it's just a mental game for a lot of people you know it's just a deep breath and a sigh of relief to be able to get out and have some me time. I got a young lady who sometimes just might sit in her vehicle after the training session for 20, 30 minutes. Just like, I need, the <laughs> I'm a mom. Yeah, I'm a bad. mom. And I know when I get done, I just, I need a, a the 30 minutes with you. Plus the next 20 minutes that I need by myself is my hour to meet. Um, and it's so bomb. And it's like watching her just be in her euphoric moment of like, this bliss of I love it. And now just watching her journey. And she just told me, I didn't even know, like, you know, sometimes I, I do track everything and I have her weighing in every day, but I'm not watching it and you seeing it. And now she's like, i like, I think like 30, 30 pounds, 30, 40 pounds, like just out of nowhere, man. It's just so cool. And she's like, I've never been committed to training ever in my life. And I just gave her an opportunity to take advantage of a, a situation. And she took the ball rolling and it's so dope to watch somebody commit to herself, man. Why should like give the commitment that's needed to themselves? Not that's wanted, but that's needed. People, everybody wants some shit, but it's like, ah, what do I really need to do to get there? Most people aren't really about it. So, Exactly. Exactly.
6: Great point there, Troy. And so, you know, here's one of my favorite questions. It's a longer-winded question in itself, but a a good question and a good way to kind of self-reflect, right? So in the fitness and gym space, there's about three pillars of business we use pretty predominantly that first one's going to be your lead generation which is your marketing then you have your client acquisition which is your sales, and then you have your retention and ascension just keeping your clients longer but getting them buy more from you in that process so of those three folks where do you guys feel like you could improve the most i would say
5: lead generation Lead generation. Now right now, um, we're just use, using word of mouth and, again, Instagram, really, as our, um, um, how we're, we're getting people in. Um, recently, we have reached out and discussed maybe doing some Google ads um, to, to bring up our lead generation.
7: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I think, um, so that's like, that's the weird part, though, right? Because as much as we say that, it's it's for what? For PT, I like it how it is for, for, for personal training. For I, I enjoy it to be word of mouth because I want to know that you're invested in normally you, somebody told you about me, they know who I am and they know what to tell you to expect from me. So once you actually reach out and contact me, you know, what, what time you should be, serious. You, got, you know, it's time to be serious. None of my clients are going to be like, ah, uh, he might like, no, this is who we like. We have somebody's mom come in the other day and was like, mom, he's, he's, he's not going to play around with you. So it's this 56 year old woman. Like I'm scared of you. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. not be scared of me, but you know, we're not going to tolerate it. So, but as far as group, I could enjoy some more people in group. So I think we just do need to um, take our time and not keep being, I think it's really just being lazy. I'm not, you know, sitting back and really locking into some more lead generations for our class, our class setting. Um, Mm -hmm. Because if we, you know, we could offer more for our coach and maybe he could get another class. Um, maybe one one extra class or you know some more time or something like that so gotcha gotcha
6: okay totally and so last two questions for you oh guys. no
7: no real quick what where when you ask that question where do you um normally get in that question do you get that's that or question. you get retention so we often hear lead generation
6: that's what we hear both okay. predominantly and i think that's for everybody right because you guys are fitness agreed in Not all of us now <laughs> I think I think everybody want wants more, more yeah. we just want more yeah. yeah I think everybody does right and I think um and even ironically in the same way where you said right it's like you know you're almost at capacity as far as PT goes, so it's like, well, do we really want more or is it do we think we want more? but it's also the fact of like, okay, like well, you know eventually obviously if we want to grow more is going to be necessary and it's just I think knowing those tactics of how to make it more consistent and concise is really what I think people are looking for when yeah. they say that, you know, because yeah. I think retention is just thanks to your fulfillment, right? Like you're yeah. good at what you do. So they're going to say, yeah. right. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I don't think most people will be open if they didn't have at least right. decent fulfillment. So, and then, I mean, you know, client acquisition of sales sometimes I think that's on the other side. That's like the second most common cause not everybody's a salesperson. but I think if you truly believe in what you do, People can feel that and they feel how genuine you are. And I think mm-hmm. it's
5: kind funny. Of, it'll that's be what gets us over. Yeah. That
7: yeah. Energy, of once course. you sit down, it's like, it's not even about the money anymore. You yeah. just know that we're good. So it's like, whatever. Not at all. Exactly. And so, other
6: than that, yeah. And then, ascension is kind of like that rare piece where, like, people don't even have anything else to offer. So it's like, they can't even be better at it. So it's like, <laughs> you know, but regardless, uh, last two questions, my two favorite questions for you guys. Um, and I'm kind of curious to see what you guys' answers are going to be here. So, Uh, This question, I know we kind of alluded to earlier, but, you know, I'll ask again, you know, what's the bigger picture? What's the overarching goal? What are you guys trying to accomplish long term?
7: Um, I honestly just believe that we can be one of the biggest invest uh, centers for health and wellness, the understanding of health and wellness for the human athlete because I want everybody to understand that every day we get up and we move, we're we're, we're moving athletes. in athlete, athletic movements. You know, we're not, we're not sticks and we're not moving as stick figures. So we have um, a lot of different forms of kinesiology going on throughout our bodies. It's not just as easily as a up, down, side to side, like we need to know how to move in every direction, every plane and every little sector of every plane. So I would love for people to understand that we want to have one of the best recovery units, man. I want to have this recovery unit where when we talk about mind, body, spirit having a nutritionist, having somebody who can get into your psyche and relax your brain when it needs to be, you know, not stimulated as much, um, know how to, to, to treat the body, having physical therapists, massage therapists, Kairos, whoever's there to be able to, um, do exactly what's needed for a body to be rejuvenated. So, that's where I see us at in a big global scheme, but still in a very, very private sector. I never wanted, um, my goal isn't to really have facilities larger than 3,000 square feet. So nothing, you know, um, LA fitness sizes or anything like that. Just still a, a pretty smaller, uh, homeier gym, but just kind of global, man. I want to reach the masses. I want people to know us throughout the, um, the nation and internationally, you know, so it's no reason for our information. I think we have good information. I think that our our results from our gym and in in our clients right now have shown that we're capable. And once it's like almost like, when they say that that shark or that dog feels that first sense of blood. Like we've tasted being able to create what people want, their desires. So like once you are able to smack that home, and you kind of get a little a little bit more of your ego driven to be able to help people, and and I want to keep that going. So. A global scale, man. Globally, to be a a, a world renowned um, businessman that always that? Is able to give that genuine home feeling, and I know a lot of people say that in business, and that it kind of gets pushed aside. But
5: I feel like we really I feel have like we it. can.
7: I know we have it now, but I, I hope that it, you know, I really do keep the energy of hoping that that can happen, even though when it gets put in someone else's hands, that's not ours. So making sure yeah. that, you know put value in the right owners and and operators of our 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 title and our culture.
6: I love that. I love that. And so, one last question here because we're getting close on time here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you guys could go back in time to when you first started the gym and give yourself that one piece of advice that you feel like you guys really needed to hear when you first started, what would that advice be for you guys?
5: For me, it would be it's going to work out it's like it's gonna be okay um we we went through some things it was hard in the beginning how are we gonna do this how are we gonna do that I feel like I stressed out a lot and then seeing where we are now three years later is like or four years later is is mind-blowing like I don't even think even back then like I didn't even think we would be here now it's just amazing to see how it all played out and how it keeps playing out so going forward that's always in my mind we're actually getting some new space now and my worry is now less because I've seen how much we've grown and, and how it will play out you know we've kept God at the forefront and um I know we'll be fine so
7: yeah um
5: what did you say
7: thing that I Make would sure change uh or I would say is just Stay consistent in what I've been doing. Like I, I haven't ever really doubted it. It's just make sure that you don't doubt it. Like just stay consistent, stay consistent and consistent. believing in what you got going on is going to work. Like I'm should tell you, like I'm very believing in what, what we have. And like she said, we just got a new, you know, 1,400 square feet. So an addition, you know, right next next to us. So we, you know, we're expanding our business in four years already. And you know, I think another year and a half will expand one more time and that'd be a totality of the expansion that I believe in. Everything that I've said has happened, so why would I stop now? You know, and that's I not really to agree. be arrogant, but it's just to be like, we are like, everything we say that is going to happen has We're happened. Never. So it's no reason to change, man. man we said we was going to open a gym and it opened and just keep pushing. Yeah, no regrets so far, man. Stay yeah. consistent. 120% and look, look we
6: absolutely appreciate your time and contribution to the podcast and look forward to seeing what you guys can confident down the road um, but before we sign out here you know, please shout out your Instagram Facebook website anything you have where can people find out more about you guys and the gym um. alright
5: uh, Instagram wefit underscore on some mojo Facebook is Monique London and our uh, our gym page is we're evolving fitness team
7: we're evolving fitness team. Yeah. Uh Instagram, Instagram and I am we fit underscore team 1417 on Instagram. Um I am we fit underscore team 1417 on TikTok. Um do so, a lot of things, man. Uh YouTube. YouTube I'm on YouTube as uh We're sure. Evolving Fitness Team Um or Evolving with Troy. We have two different ones. Uh that's kind of my personal one where we go through things, but yeah, man, I hope that uh, people tap in and, and check this out and, and really try to get some good information. I think we really do put out great information and, and our pages are pretty solid. So if you're looking for uh, just some day to day motivation, if you're looking for day to day workouts or just something that's going on in your journey, I, I promise you something on our one of our pages could probably yes. give you a nice uplift or a push in a direction that that may be needed. So um, check it check out. This out. Uh, and yeah, hopefully, you know, we'll see you soon, too, sir. There we go. There we go. Like, again, we absolutely appreciate your time and contribution podcast.
6: I look forward to seeing what you guys can accomplish down the road. And I will be checking you guys out. I promise you as soon as I am down there. Can't um, wait. <laughs> and to everyone who doing it in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you want to come and join us and talk about your fitness business, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, till next time, Jim Lawrence out.